Okay, welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your Woo-hoo! host, Anthony Montarulo. <laughs> Joined by my co-host this week, uh, Comrade Tom Perez. Comrade, what's going on? I'm Comrade Dracula for the unaffiliated. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited about this show. Uh, episode number 69. No, I just kidding. Nope, 71. Nope, nope, 71. 71. <laughs> I don't know if I've used butthead queued up. <laughs> uh, I'm excited because we have a guest on. We do. So uh, joining us, I'm sure everyone listening knows her from Twitter, um, Ashley B. Uh, from from Dimension C137. What's going Hello. on, Ashley? Hey, everybody. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I am happy to be here. Yeah, no, we're happy to have you. It's awesome. So um, is this I, is this the first time you've been on a podcast, Ashley? Yes, it is, and that's why I said I yeah. was nervous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I well, mean, all, this is the only drinking, podcast so. I listen to too. So, well, yeah, well, I mean, I mean, once you have the, the best, only podcast we're listening. To. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. No, me and Ashley go way back to other horrible campaigns that we've worked on. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> but shall remain nameless. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, it was an interesting week. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about McCain last week because he was just uh, dying last week. He hadn't actually died yet. Um, but good news, guys. This week, we, we actually can talk about him. Because... We got him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Um, no, and look, I, you know, I, I should say it. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed LaDonna couldn't be on, but she had some major internet issues. She's hopefully getting them resolved tomorrow. Um, but I'm sure she would yell at us if she if she were here. But so I, I do want to I do want to be fair. Like we're not celebrating someone's death or celebrating cancer, but I, I it, the the context behind around this is really important, and the fact that people are just bl- blatantly fucking lying about who John McCain is is mm-hmm. is necessitating this kind of response. Oh, he's like, nobody it, now. <laughs> <laughs> no but so like honestly if people had just come out and been like hey i'm really sorry for the mccain family um you know something like that uh you know i'm so- sorry to the non-horrible members of the mccain family i'm sure there's like one or two some distant mccain cousin uh, i've i've yet to see one publicly every mccain that i've seen on tv is you know piece of shit uh, piece of shit even worse than john Whoa, potentially language but, um, uh, no they are the whole the whole family is terrible uh um, i'm sure we've all seen megan mccain she sucks uh, she, she, yeah she's fucking awful she's she's john mccain with more entitlement and less accomplishments like if that's mm-hmm. even fucking possible yeah um so but, but i say that to say that like i don't think people would be as jokey about it and as celebratory if People weren't just straight up fucking lying about who John McCain is. I mean, people who have called him every name in the book and called him a racist and said he facilitated Donald Trump. Obama fucking said that about him. And now he's the shining beacon of, you know, bipartisanship and all this bullshit. So he's a maverick. He's a hero. He's a, a warrior for peace. Like what <laughs> you know, so, and it, it's just it's it's yeah, it's pissed me off a lot, and it made me go the extra mile in celebrating mm-hmm. his death and pointing out his actual record and how unconscionable it is. You know, I would say, well, what did he do that was was heroic? And people would say, oh, well, he got captured in Vietnam. It's like that's not heroic. It, yeah. That's that you got captured. Like he was. I like people that didn't get captured. Yeah, he <laughs> was bombing. He was bombing civilians when he got shot down by the VC. He was bombing a civilian. And this is the thing liberals do: is they're like, well, he didn't 
you know, specifically target civilians. I'm like, well, he was bombing a civilian factory. And they go, well, that's not a civilian target. That's just what we do in war. So it's like, this is supposed to be the left-wing people who are saying this bullshit. Yeah. They're coming for you. Just so they, you, they can't take these opinions. I you're... was wondering who's that yeah, was. You know, <laughs> like, that's happened it's... a couple times on the podcast, I know. <laughs> it's always... Listen, I Comrade live lives on... in a bad neighborhood. <laughs> now, I live on a, 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 a fire department route, right? And yeah. it's a holiday weekend, it, and people are lighting off fireworks, blowing off their fucking mm-hmm. fingertips, and that's what gets the, the paramedics out more than anything this time of year. So you mentioned that he was on his he literally was on his way to bomb a light bulb factory full of civilians and women, you know, just uh, when he got shot down and was captured. Yes. Um, But to say but, you know, people saying, oh, that's just what we do in war. I just want to read you a quote from McCain's book. So this is from McCain himself Uh, in his book, Faith of Our Fathers. McCain writes that he had been upset that he had been limited to bombing military installations, roads and power plants. He said such restrictions were, quote, illogical and senseless. Uh, I do believe, McCain wrote, uh, that had we taken the war to the north and made full, consistent use of air power in the north, we ultimately would have prevailed. So he was super bummed out that he couldn't just bomb civilian targets and hospitals and, you know, siege warfare, like war crimes. Like he he he, he was super bummed that they couldn't do that, even though they yeah. obviously committed a ton of war well, crimes in it, Vietnam. It's, the Vietnamese are really good at shooting down regular bombers, right? They had they didn't have mm-hmm. any not much air force of their own like almost none they didn't have any radar guided munitions they only had old world war ii guns they got from russia right and they so they could shoot down bombers that's about it so what they started to do was use these b-52 straddle forges where they drop bombs from seven miles up but there there's no surgical strike it's just carpet bombing so you're just wiping out every every living thing for you know for a mile stretch right so that's what mccain wanted he, yeah. yeah, exactly. McCain wanted to be way higher up so he could kill more people and not have to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this idea that he's is some kind of a hero uh, for his service is, is is really fucking disgusting. So I want to read some tweets from uh, people that really should fucking know better and do know better, but they're, you know, just doing what they think is the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so fucking Bernie uh, tweeted... <laughs> John McCain was an American he- John McCain was an American hero, a man of decency and honor, and a friend of mine. Uh, he will be missed not just in the uh, U.S. Senate, but but by all Americans who respect integrity and independence. Uh, Jane and I send our deepest condolences to his family. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> I was just like literally that last line is the only fucking line that should have been like been in this tweet. Yeah, uh, I was exactly. like, there's there's no That's fucking way. Yeah, there's no way Jane Sanders is extending sympathy to that family. <laughs> So his was bad. Uh, there was one even worse, though, from a even more an even more unlikely source. So our fucking girl, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, tweeted, mm. <sighs> John McCain's legacy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> John McCain's legacy represents an unparalleled, unparalleled example of human decency in American service. As an intern, I learned a lot about the power of humanity in government through his deep friendship with Senator Kennedy. He meant so much to so many. My prayers are with his family. I mean, she, she got... An example of human decency. Oh yeah, she, she got ratioed pretty bad for that. Um, I got she a good licks on She is deserving. Yeah, I just... God damn, stop listening to these fucking idiots in D.C. They don't know what they're talking about. She's one of the people that could have gotten away without, like, saying anything about him. Or maybe just, like, 
you know, RIP. Thoughts and prayers, you know? Like, you never fucking met him. You don't need to fucking, you know, give the slobbering. She wants to be the president someday. She knows that that's part of the game, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. I I did notice there were a few people who did not say anything. Uh, Zephyr Teachout just said nothing. And Um, I was, yeah, I was just kind of like, there, there you go. You don't have to say anything. You're not required to shine sunlight up that guy's ass. You know, he's dead now. My my current sitting governor, who we're going to talk about later, Cynthia Nixon, did not say anything, which I appreciated. Oh, she didn't say anything either? Good. No, no. I know. That, that, that was what I. That was something that I tweeted at uh, uh, Acacio Cortez. I was like, someone said, "Well, look, she has to play this game," and I was like, "Look, if you can't say something bad about John McCain, don't say anything at all." <laughs> so, um, other a uh, couple other tweets. Uh, one tweet that was actually a great example of what uh, people like Bernie and Ocasio should have tweeted mm-hmm. uh, from Kashama Swan, who's a city council member up in. Uh, Seattle, Seattle, right? Yeah. Yep. Seattle, full socialist, not democratic socialist. Kashama yeah. is oh, balls to the wall. Yep. <laughs> uh, she tweeted uh, A politician's legacy is a political, not personal question. An enthusiastic supporter of every imperialist war while in office, John McCain shares responsibility for hundreds of thousands of deaths. To whitewash that is to disrespect those who died in Iraq, Afghanistan, elsewhere. Uh, not to mention the countless working people's lives damaged by McCain's support as a senator for brutal neoliberal social and economic policies in the United States. Our solidarity belongs with the millions of families suffering under such policies here and abroad. Um, yeah, it doesn't get much fucking better than that, you know, as a statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's like it, his his record matters. You know, uh, when you voted against making Martin Luther King Day a holiday. That matters four you know, times. When he, when he, oh my god! Uh, yeah, uh, when he calls his wife a cunt in public, that matters. I mean, that's not policy, but it's like just uh, he's you know, a fucking when, prick. When he's on the campaign trail and he says, "I'll, I'll always hate the gooks. I'll hate them to the day I die." You know, it's just like I don't even have to hate him anymore. You know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I just, want to share. Just a, wait, uh, um, sorry. Can I share um, the one tweet I liked? It was kind of without really saying anything bad, but it was Ron Placones, and he said, Imagine the world we'd live in if corporate media shed tears for the results of war the same way they shed tears for the people who supported them. No, that's absolutely true. Yes, and I was like... Well, and this is the th- what the mainstream media does. I remember when Howard Zinn died, NPR had a bunch of right-wingers on to, to bash him. And it's like, and you know when Bernie eventually passes away, they're going to do nothing but bash him, too. So it's if you're a right-wing uh, uh, fucking maniac killer, as Jimmy Dore referred to McCain, <laughs> liberal media is going to love you because you're all about... I mean, do, do you have, Anthony, do you have the Lockheed Martin eulogy that they tweeted out? I mean, my yeah. God. So Lockheed Martin fucking said to tweet out eulogizing McCain. Uh, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about our foreign policy and military industrial complex, they tweeted out. Um, and and th- th- this is fucking it, just the balls to tweet a statement like this. Uh, Senator McCain was an exceptionally courageous leader and a true patriot who dedicated his life in service to our nation. We join the country in mourning his loss. Throughout his career, he rightfully held all of us in the national security industry to the toughest and most demanding standards. What, they, what is that? What do they mean by that? 
Like, if you, you gave no us a more money, we'd kill more people for you. So you got to bring us in. Right? Can you imagine them nature. with less fucking restrictions? I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, yet, no matter how passionate the debate or difficult the message, we will. Uh, we always understood for it for what it was a determination to deliver the best capability for our military and men and women in uniform while ensuring the taxpayers' interests were properly served. You'll be greatly missed. He held Ugh. us to the highest standard of what what the fuck? Like th- this is what this is what makes us fucking crazy. It's like yes. this is a historical nonsense bullshit. Like this is just not true. And it's, when you say this in the media, yeah. you cannot expect us to fucking sit here quietly and not talk about what a fucking war criminal maniac he is. And you you they make the response ten times worse by fucking lying about him like this. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's it's like bowling for Columbine, and when Michael Moore's talking to the Lockheed Martin nuclear bomb guy, and he's like, "Well, don't you think this has an effect on, you know, kids shooting up the schools?" And he's like, "I don't see any connection." It's the same day that fucking McCain died. We have this somebody lost at their you know video game competition and shot everybody up, and mm-hmm. it's like, isn't it isn't it weird how the same country that constantly praises war criminals can't figure out why we keep having fucking mass shootings all the time? Yes. It's like because because we keep praising war you know or we pretend the war is bad but everyone that participates in war is somehow heroic you know it's just we're reinforcing this militaristic idea that violence solves the problem that if you feel justified you can kill anyone you want to might is right (laughs) yeah i mean seriously i mean we've totally normalized just mass violence to the point where it's not even considered um a negative it's just it's yeah. just what we do it's just like, totally like, normal how, how many people that took that that said uh john mccain was a peaceful warrior or whatever the fuck that shit was like are, are also uh, offended when peace. you talk about punching nazis like no 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 can't uh-huh. punch nazis violence is bad but john mccain <laughs> uh bombing <laughs> exactly oh yeah i mean it's just fucking gross uh anna navarro tweeted out uh you know every liberal's favorite republican uh tweeted out you know, guys, the idea of Aretha Franklin and John McCain hanging out together in the freshman section of heaven kind of makes me smile. Uh, John McCain voted against the fucking Martin Luther King, uh, you know, act to make MLK Day a national holiday four fucking times. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure she'd have a thing or two to ask him about that. <laughs> oh, so I don't know. If, I didn't watch the, the, the clip of it, but apparently, Ash, you noticed this today that at Aretha Franklin's funeral, uh, Michigan's yeah. uh, governor was there oh um, my god i was so like what the fuck and, is he doing there right right so this is this is the guy who's responsible for the, the decision to poison flint's water um after he was warned not to uh and then i guess one of the there was a reverend there that like called him out and said like well, why are you here we don't want oh, you here shit, that's like awesome. on live television <laughs> and i don't that's i haven't watched the dope. clip yet it was but... wait it was a uh, judge mathis that's who it oh, was oh a judge not a reverend thank you for yep. correcting me Yep, Judge, Judge Mathis. Judge Mathis, like the TV judge? Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. He's got like a Judge Judy type show. That's awesome. Nice. Yes. Well, um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I just, I, we wouldn't be so f- flippant about McCain if people weren't just completely lying about who this person was. Like, you would, well, I, you know, I say you wouldn't eulogize Kissinger this way, but I guarantee you the fucking corporate media will, will eulogize Kissinger this way. And it's going to be yeah. about 10 times worse, the yeah. response from us, because 
He's a fucking monster, and every so, breath he takes is is a discredit to to our fucking standing in the world. What's interesting, um, I've talked about the film Hearts and Minds several times, and I think Ash, you may have watched it this week, uh, actually. Um, the, one of the people they talked to a bunch in that film was Johnson's Secretary of Defense. And usually we, you think like the Secretary of Defense is like the real war hawk. Well, Johnson's Secretary of Defense... No, no, he was, he wasn't. Oh, he was, was, he was the Secretary of State, yeah. Right, right. So the actual Secretary of Defense, when the war was still going on, realized it was a mistake and realized it was want, wrong, right? Kissinger mm-hmm. was the one that wanted to, you know, invade Laos and Cambodia and just extend the war into every other part of the world, too. You know, but it's, it's just, it's such a backwards, you know, from what we kind of perceive as the Defense Department being the main driver of of warfare and this guy's like going no the domino theory theory was a false theory i could not have been more wrong anyway Uh, good movie gotta check it out yeah no we're we're gonna probably do that for the the uh, movie cast at some point um (laughs) the the whole idea that some of these people genuinely believe like you know people say things like oh well you know we, we we were wrong about iraq having weapons of mass destruction how fucking stupid and tied into the military industrial complex do you have to be to believe this bullshit when it like it immediately upon presentation to like logical people they said this is total bullshit like this is not not fucking true this is justification no. for us to go to war same with i you was know, Vietnam. yeah i was 22 years old and i was like even i know there's nothing there so if i know they have no excuse because they, they actually read the reports. I just filter it, you know, but like yeah. everybody, everyone I knew was like, no, this is fucking crazy. It's the whole, this is all a lie. We knew Colin Paul was lying at the time. We knew Mueller was lying at the time. We didn't have to wait years later to realize that war was a fucking mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just, yeah, makes me nuts. Um, really funny tweet, uh, just to wrap up the McCain thing from The Onion, um, <laughs> who have been absolutely killing it lately. Uh, yeah, because they, they unionized. It's because they unionized. They tweeted out, uh, John, McC- uh, John McCain requests his ashes be launched into Iraq. And that uh, was before. That was like two days or oh, so Oh, yeah, that was before, before he died. <laughs> I was wondering, I was going to ask you guys if like they had made another article since, but I don't yeah. think I saw one, so they probably well, hadn't. Well, they no, did they that also one posted with him the... and then Megan and... The Megan McCain one was fucking great. Did you see that, Anthony? <laughs> Megan McCain has to live through socialist nightmare of empathy for a sick person or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, we could talk about McCain all day, but uh, we got a lot of other stuff to get to. Um, so there was a big uh, debate uh, on Wednesday night uh, f- between the two candidates for the Democrat, the democratic slot, uh, in the governor's race in New York, uh, Cynthia Nixon and the incumbent, uh, Cynthia, the incumbent, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. My current sitting governor, Cynthia Nixon and the, uh, cartoonishly greasy Andrew Cuomo. Uh, oh, it, it was like a fucking, what's that guy's name? The basketball coach with a slick back hair. Uh, oh, Pat, Pat Riley. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, ugh, Cuomo just looks like a fucking greasier version of that Graceful. guy. <laughs> well, I tweeted out a picture of uh, the coach uh, from Mighty Ducks 2. You know, like the guy with the really greasy slick back hair. <laughs> oh, I miss that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's seriously who he reminds me of. So, yeah, <laughs> he's such a fucking slime ball. Um, yes. <laughs> so you guys watched the debate, right? What were yep. your uh, takeaways, yep. Ashley? Ashley, what were your takeaways from the uh, <laughs> from the debate? 
Um, my takeaway was that he just kept kept coming at her with like cheap shots and pretty much calling the kettle black or whatever that saying is. And um, she was pretty like strong against him though. Like she was putting up a pretty good fight, and she showed that she would be the better governor for the people. And yeah. He, she he kept calling her like. Corporate, like a you called corporate, her a corporate Democrat. What? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like that's you. It's like the yeah. biggest. But he's like a Republican, production. though. So that's true. <laughs> Basically, well, actually, he's a, a Jewish Muslim uh, of color, lesbian. Uh, all at the, all the same New Yorker. time. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, he's. He's just—he knows that, like, he knows how to be like Trump in his style of delivery, right? And oh, he knows so that, like that can can like rattle somebody who really cares about issues. And you could see that, like, he's trying to appeal to you know guys, guys, you know, hey, fucking forget about it, type guys. Hey, what are you yeah. gonna let this broad uh, yeah. run the state? What the fuck, guys? Come on, he, you know. He was kind of like, he was kind of like, I know you are, but what am I? Like, yeah. like shit, like that. <laughs> like, just what's exactly. I'll stop yeah. lying when you stop lying. Like, what the fuck? Like, you know? What? So no. you just admit you're lying, bro? Like, what do you even say? <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> Um, she was, I mean, the, a lot of people said that she was a little, seemed a little nervous to begin with. And it's she, like, she yeah, got it's steadier not, later on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yes. she had great substantive policy point, you know, talking about uh, Medicare for all and talking about how much money it's going to save small businesses. There's so many small businesses that want to give their employees healthcare, but they just, they can't afford it, you know, cause I mean, it, it's, it you don't have a lot of profit margin when you run a small business, right? And and say you do provide healthcare, like it's going to be a fortune. You might not be able to have another employee because of that. And we're talking about like a real small business of, you know, five, 10 people, not a small business, quote unquote, of like 500 people. That's not a small business at all anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I was really glad she brought that up because that's a big mm-hmm. selling point for people who otherwise might be opposed to things like livable wages and uh, Medicare for all. Yeah. So a couple things for me. Uh, number one, he was... Uh, woefully unprepared i'm i'm really curious if he did any debate prep or if he just assumed like oh she's a dumb actor she's not gonna have any substantive things to say she's just gonna call me corrupt and all this stuff she fucking hit him with like i I was so blown away by somebody who's never been in a debate before how prepared she was with like citing studies and figures and policies Mm -hmm. she really was yeah and she started off a little nervous at the beginning, but again, the first ever debate. And then right. I think once he started attacking her with these ridiculous attacks, calling her a corporation and t- talking about how she's a corporate dem, she she fucking like lit into him. Even the really audience too. Even the audience was like, "Boo!" You know, like cheap shot. Like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, he, you remember the audience got scolded by the, by the fucking guy. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I would have fucking yelled Now listen, everybody. Uh, We're going to be respectful. Uh, I don't know why I'm doing an Obama force, but... Oh, man. um, Do you guys remember when uh, it was, was, well, I guess 2015 or 16, when Larry King hosted a third-party debate between... (laughs) On RT? Yeah. 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 It was great. Because Larry turns around before they're about to start to the audience. He goes, you know how they always tell you not to say anything to shout or clap? I'm not going to say that. Do whatever you want to do. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I fucking cracked I up. I was shit. like, Larry King, you're a fucking national treasure. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, uh, he, you know, he, he tried to, he, he had a couple of talking points that he, that he clearly would, that's all he was, ha all he had. And he kind of scrambled back to him. Like he kept calling her a corporation. He's like, are you a corporation? Or you're not a corporation. She's like, uh, I'm a person, but, um, and then he's like, well, a person is technically a corporation. Corporations are people. Yeah. He, yeah. He made like a Mitt Romney talking point, but what he was trying to say is that, she files her taxes as an LLC, which almost every actor, every working actor in Hollywood does, because it's actually uh, you're your own independent, like you're you're your own small business when you're an oh, actor. Yeah, you need no, to be every, LLC, protect every, yourself from lawsuits. Absolutely, every major talent is basically <laughs> has their own media company that do, everything they do they probably had she has her own whole staff of people who just work for her, uh, you know, prior to becoming a a, a candidate. And what she said, and because he kept saying, oh, you're a corporate donor, you're a corporate donor. She's like, uh, I've literally, and you can check my records, never donated from my LLC. I donate from my personal funds to candidates, you know, under the in the minimum or whatever, you know, the, it is. And it, he was just trying so hard to like, mm -hmm. to do that, that Republican thing of like, uh, you know, you make your opponent's biggest strength, it's their weakness, or you make your biggest mm -hmm. weakness there, you know, you project it. And it's like none of his weaknesses apply because he's a fucking lifelong politician. He's beyond corrupt. He's one of the greasiest politicians in, you know, political history as far as I, like, I, as I can remember. I mean, every fucking aide he has has gone to jail for corruption. His fucking top oh, aide yeah. went I, to jail I, for corruption. <laughs> I hadn't heard him talk in a long time. I did not realize he sounded like that. Like that oh, much of an exaggeration, he's such a fucking of, stereotypical of a, like New York Italian. Like, I could say this yeah. was an Italian. He was such a, oh god, I, he he slips in and out of it too. So I can't really tell if he is trying not to sound like that or if he's trying to sound like that to appeal to New Yorkers. I'm kind of right, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. He just it's it's like an '80s cliche of a used car salesman. When I imagine him preparing for the debate, it's him just gesturing at himself in the mirror, like yeah, yeah, I look good, you know, like just. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. He um the other interesting thing is uh, he it, it amazed me how much he came off like Trump in that debate like and I think he just kind of can't help it because he's a very similar similar guy and the thing she didn't even get to bring up because again he set the terms for this debate and I'm sure set the categories for the questions uh, and they only went for like 45 minutes um they didn't bring up the fact that he was Trump's lawyer at one point you know he he's got a really shady like wow. history. Yeah, he was Trump's lawyer one, but which not Holy a lot of shit. people know. Um, yeah, I he, wish that could have been brought brought up. Damn. <laughs> yeah, she she didn't have a lot of time to get to a lot of That's stuff. That's okay. She probably they, thought about it afterwards. Like, God damn it, I could have brought this up and that. No, I, I think she was definitely trying to take the high road, uh, and he she could tell she, he was trying to drag her down. Into yes, the, yes, you know, yes. The, I did but, make that comment to Anthony. I was like, he's trying to get her to say something like bad with all of his statements towards her, but she's yeah. not giving him the satisfaction and that's well, fucking all awesome. of all of his surrogates that are women were all tweeting at the same time Ugh, using the same so pre-planned uh, words saying that she seemed unhinged angry unhinged and unhinged yeah the right. sexist mm -hmm. bullshit that he wanted to say but couldn't say you know right um and it's so funny because he can't help himself because he's such a notorious prick and everyone says this about him with his temper <laughs> He he came across so domineering and condescending. He kept being like, "Excuse me, excuse." He kept like shushing her essentially and be like, "He stop interrupting. He stop interrupting." Like he 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 doesn't understand the optics are of, of his his personality are horrible. 
which mm-hmm. is why he should never agree to a debate. Like, I can't believe he agreed to this one. Um, did, but he comes across guys, just like Trump, uh, like genuinely. Did you guys see the the Drake meme uh, for it was like, you know, the Drake yes. meme? And it's the one where he's like turning his head in disgust. It's the the, uh, the opposite quadrant is Cuomo, Harvey Weinstein, John McCain, and Joe Biden. <laughs> to all I together. shared it earlier. It was this <laughs> yep, podcast exactly. that shared it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, it was on our on our exalted uh, Facebook page where we like to share the podcast and funny <laughs> memes. Uh, and, and then, of uh, course, the one where he's happy is, is uh, Cynthia Nixon. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I, I, I think it's a good sign that he agreed to this debate because it means his internal polling is way worse than the actual polling. Cause right now she's still polling at about 30 something percent. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, people forget, well, or not forget, just don't know that Andrew Gilliam or Gillum, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, yeah. was polling at 11% a week before his primary. And he won the primary <laughs> in Florida. And, and, and that's just, polls, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're fucking on, they're polling. Archaic. They're, Exactly. Everyone's on a cell phone and there's very few people to get polled with with who have a cell phone, right? So that means they're getting people that still have a home phone to do their political predictions, which is just like that's nobody. I yeah. I don't see anyone 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 under the age of eighty five is pretty much just on a cell phone now. Yeah, no, even my older relatives don't have cell phones anymore. Like it's or have uh landlines anymore rather. And that's primarily what those polling agencies use to do these polls is they, they go through the phone book and they match the names against people <laughs> registered book. as Democrat. <laughs> yeah. It still exists somewhere. Uh, and, and, and they match names against people as you know, who are registered Democrats in New York. And then they call these people and it's like, dude, you're not gonna, uh, you're not going to get an accurate representation of, you know, AOC no, also was polling like exactly, way behind but, Crowley. It's like but that, that's, that's so gonna... good for the uh, for the underdogs, though, because, you know, these people are going to get a phone call and like, hello, am I voting for who? Never heard of her. I'm voting for Andy Cuomo like I always do. Like, that's that's so good. <laughs> right, I love doing the East Coast accent. I know. Um so yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about that. And you know what? The other thing, he moved the the primary from Tuesday to Thursday, and he claims it's because Tuesday was September 11th. But you don't move a fucking primary just because it happens to fall on the anniversary of like a bad day. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he probably just doesn't want to lose on September so, 11th. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, well, no. So I think what it is is that he wanted to make it even more. Of like he wanted to cause even more confusion because everyone would be like, "Oh, primaries this week. It must be on Tuesday." That motherfucker. And it's stifle voter turnout. But what he doesn't get, and what I think a lot of these incumbents are mistaken in, is that by stifling turnout in a primary, all you're going to do is confuse the regular base of voters. People like us, people who are really engaged in these primaries and want progressive candidates to win, are going to fucking go out of their way to vote. And he's probably making it easier for her to win by doing shit like that. Like, these yeah. people are so stuck it's, in their old ways it, of campaigning. Just, yeah, I mean, just that he can do that himself. Like, that's that's a huge conflict of interest. Well, it's the BOE, the Board of Elections. But the Board of Elections in New York are totally run by oh, him and are totally right. corrupt. Well, this is, you know how they, um, Robert Moses, do you know much about Robert Moses? He was a guy well, I know he was a to... tremendous city planner. And right, all right. It was basically like he ran all these different city departments, so there, there was no red tape. And he wanted to tear down all of Soho, all of Village, all of Midtown to build a freeway through the middle of Manhattan, right? 
and a woman by the name of Jane Jacobs organized the community um, to stop it, and nothing like that had ever happened before. But here, so here's a guy like Cuomo, where you know he run he's he's in charge of the elections board, uh, he's in charge of the MTA. Uh, as governor, he pretty much controls all the money for the largest transit system in America. Uh, and then, you know, on top of that, it's like, you know, they talked about this this bridge they're building. He's like, yeah, I'm going to name it after my father. You know, it's like he can just, it's it's this 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 top-down way of doing everything that people are just sick of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he runs the state like a fucking king, and there's no check on his power. He enables Republicans, you know, in the state Senate, the IDC. He... Which they also didn't get into, and like would shush her constantly when she brought it up. So clearly, they were there were there were explicit instructions not to let her talk about the IDC. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's 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 got to fucking go. He's the we're the, this is the second most progressive state in the country, and we're run by two fucking corrupt neoliberal moderate Republican assholes. One of whom pretends that he's a progressive and pretends he's a nice guy but he's really corrupt in bill de blasio and one yeah. of them doesn't even pre- and one of them doesn't even fucking pretend in you know andrew cromo he just is like right out in the open i meant to look that up remember how like i asked you if it was him that said new york was gonna get rid of like all fossil fuels and all that I don't remember if it was de Blasio or if it was Cuomo, but you know, it, it must have been Cuomo it because it probably was. I mean, <laughs> he pretends like he he cares about the climate and he'll sign things like the moratorium on um on fracking in the state, not a ban, just a moratorium. Um, but then he still lets them build natural gas pipeline infrastructure. They, they built one right up the road from my house, like five hundred feet yeah. from my house. It's like you're 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 doing the same shit. Like, it, what does it matter if you? frack here you don't you're still fucking piping natural gas through well, our it's it's i mean it's worse to frack but still it's like they you, they you, want to pretend that that fracking is somehow not fossil fuels and it's the <laughs> game and they know they have to do it low-key because there is so much outrage but you know, even a very green progressive state like oregon uh doing nothing but building new lng terminals and trying to build new coal export terminals and new um you know, new fracked uh, or new uh, the tar sands pipeline. New they, they, infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. they got to export this stuff, so it's got to go through port cities. So that's yeah, and then of course it's again it's Democrats who are all like, oh yeah, there's nothing wrong with this. We're not going to. No, no, Barack Obama paved you know, the way for this. You know, we need we, we need an all of the above energy strategy and uh, you know clean natural gas and uh, we're going to move towards green technology. <laughs> yeah, green right. People washing. make fun of. People yeah. make fun of, rightfully make fun of Trump for talking about clean coal, but it's like, you know, Obama's talking about how, you know, natural gas is a bridge and Hillary talked about how it's a bridge. It's fucking dirtier in some ways in terms of the extraction process than yeah. fucking oil. Like you put more methane into the air when you frack than uh, in any other process. And methane is some something like hundred times denser than CO two or something like that in our atmosphere. Oh, it just it traps more heat energy. Uh, yeah, and I don't know the exact math on it. But I don't know either. I'm not a math surgeon, uh, as we've established. <laughs> does fracking cause like the tar sands and stuff like that too? Well, so the no, tar sands so are like a natural a bit different, but yeah. But but they but but I believe they they do a form of fracking to extract the the oil from the tar. I it's a weird situation up there but that's well, the keystone xl pipeline yeah. i believe so it's all happens. they basically have to wash the dirt out of the oil so it's extremely water intensive and then all the water is completely toxified and then just sits in pools so the same is like when you burn coal 
you have all this toxic ash left over, and they just mix it with water and put it in these these what they call coal slurries. So it's just ponds full of toxic water that occasionally these ponds break because they're you know they they're earthen dams. But uh, there was one down in Tennessee about ten years ago where a billion gallons of this stuff Jeez broke free and flooded this river and just buried a whole village of people. And it got like no media coverage because that's you know who owns the media companies. You know, GE, largest ben- weapons manufacturer, owns MSNBC, NBC. It's just, you know, <laughs> so uh, more yeah, power to independent worse. media for actually having a, you know, bringing a voice to this kind of stuff. I know you don't like democracy now, Anthony, but it's I don't it's dislike real democracy news. now. <laughs> I, I no, I, I like I, democracy. I, I just I they, they bore me. And also, I think they're way too fucking on the Russia <laughs> Russia Gate train. But that's you know, uh, very little. They've barely covered that. I don't honestly, know. They, I watch it I every think day. They cover it. They, uh, I, I shouldn't say they cover it in the same quantity as like a TYT, but they lend credence to discredited things the way TYT does with, with in regards to the Russia thing. But mm. you know, to their credit, they'll at least have people like Noam Chomsky on to talk about how oh, absurd so the entire dull, story though. is. <laughs> Every time I hear what Amy Goodman say, and we have and we have Noam Chomsky for the hour, I'm just like, nope, not this time. <laughs> you know, the, uh, the, 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 the Russiagate story, I think, is the most. Uh, yeah, no, I love Noam, but he not not a uh, not an engaging public speaker. He's a very very sleepy public speaker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, only Kissinger's worse, turns out. <laughs> yeah, no. um, so, yeah, uh, Cynthia's going to win. I, I, I think it's safe to say her polling numbers don't indicate it. But again, I, you know, I, I, I think that polls. those polling numbers. Yeah, fuck polls. <laughs> um, I, I think those numbers are, are not indicative of how, she, how well she's actually doing. And I think uh, that everyone agrees that she fucking destroyed him in that debate uh oh, yeah. <laughs> i did a, a it's an unscientific poll but i did a poll on twitter uh you know with the hashtag so i got a bunch of non-followers to vote in it uh you know who do you think won the debate cynthia nixon andrew cuomo uh the results uh as of closing uh cynthia nixon 91 percent of the vote andrew cuomo nine percent of the vote. out of how many votes 150 so i mean that's a it's a small sampling oh, but you know that's definitely a science number right there 150 <laughs> yeah i'm not a math surgeon but that's a decent sampling size um and again I, you know it's I, always <laughs> i'm sorry what were you gonna say i was gonna say i do want to say um how i did like watch t well not watch listen to tyt yesterday and anna's comment about the debate between nixon and cuomo she said um you know, like how it's really important to watch the debate and stuff because mainstream media pretty much was just like the main thing about that was Cuomo won't run in 2020. And I'm <laughs> and like that was like the most significant thing that mm-hmm. happened in the whole debate. And <sighs> so he said that I, I the way he said I it, I don't was even little... remember him saying that. <laughs> so the, the the moderator asked him like uh you know if you if you if you win will you will you serve out your 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 six years as governor and he said yes and he said so and she basically so she prefaced it with if you win will you uh serve out your term as governor mm-hmm. but if he loses the primary or even in the general he he still is not lying if he enters the you know the race for president because he was the way he said it left him 
wiggle room to run in 2020 which oh I, yeah yeah i would we, love we, for him was, to do it would be totally fucking like, hilarious to watch his one percent of the vote that he gets you know <laughs> it it definitely felt like he was you know one of those like my hand to god like kind of promises <laughs> where it wasn't didn't mean shit you know mm-hmm. yeah so um <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, it was an interesting debate. I, I, it was, it was a lot more entertaining than most debates. I, I kind of got a little bit like that same feeling from the Hillary Bernie debates. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, like those were really fun to watch at the time because I thought yeah. Bernie was just fucking killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, the election, I believe, is September thirteenth, uh, on a couple Thursdays from now. So anyone in New York, uh, go out and vote. You could vote uh, for the, you know. <laughs> Uh, greasy fucking uh, <laughs> like cartoon character uh andrew como or you could vote for our current incumbent sitting governor uh cynthia nixon it's up I, to you I, I do have to say her one of her slogans if you go to her merch page all of her slogans on our t-shirts and stuff are really great my favorite one is just simple tax the rich fix the subway it's <laughs> fucking perfect yes you didn't even get to mention that, by the way. They that that debate was really poorly. Oh, that you know that was one. Of, before we move on, that was one other thing I really wanted to mention. The framing on some of those questions were such bullshit right wing framing. Like, um, you know that one question. Well, you know you're a socialist, so uh, does that mean if you're elected uh, or if you're elected, you're gonna not take your governor's salary? Like, where in socialism does it say that we don't want public <laughs> workers to be fucking paid for their work? Like, that's literally the opposite of what we're advocating. And a lot of people pointed out that her answer was bad. And it was, but it was also, you could tell she was caught on the spot. And I think if she had thought about it, she wouldn't have given that answer because she said yes. And people were like, no, that's not good. We don't want to... uh to put that message forth we want we, we because that says that only people who are independently wealthy should run for office oh it's and that's it's not the, the opposite. message we want to it's, send yeah it's not socialism is not that you get paid you know no money it's that you get paid for all of your labor not just one sixth of it that's what it yeah. means yeah it means workers actually have a fucking say in their in their workplace and that workers get paid what they're worth for the product for the yeah. productivity that they deliver like that's but, what i mean the you know the, the average am, uh, amount of labor uh, or a value produced from uh, us labor if you the if uh, the, I think it's but the average is about $60 per hour is the actual average wow. value you produce so say you make 10 bucks an hour you're literally only getting one sixth of what you actually are producing everything else goes to somebody else who didn't do the work yeah (laughs) fucking bullshit um and you know that wasn't the only and i can't remember off the top of my head now but i remember i had an issue with the framing of a lot of questions and they they did have very right-wing framing and i'm like this is the fuck this is media like bullshit 101 their (laughs) neutrality bias it's like you're doing a democratic primary debate and this is the shit you're asking. And this is the way you're framing these things. Like, you know, they did the question about Medicare for all. How you I'm so fucking sick of hearing the phrase, how are you going to pay for it? Mm-hmm. Only about Medicare for all. We've talked about it ad nauseum. Every fucking socialist or progressive candidate has talked ad nauseum about how you pay for it and how it's literally less expensive than private insurance. So, and it's ad- so disingenuous to keep asking fucking uh, yeah. you know, candidates about that. Ash, how would you pay for it? <laughs> I was ponies just thinking, and like, rainbows. And- <laughs> if I was her, I'd slam my fist down like, we're going to tax you, motherfucker. We're going to tax the rich. <laughs> <laughs> pay for it that way. <laughs> yeah, right. 
I like hearing motherfucker with like that slight little like little tiny bit of southern drawl you got with the where you where in the country you live. That's yeah, that's, that's good. Midwest. Yeah, the Midwestern. The Midwest far southern, as, you know. About as far south as you can go and still be Midwest, uh, just for the record. <laughs> but um, yeah. Um so yeah, uh that was it was it was interesting. So I'm uh you know, I I'm cautiously optimistic about that election. It'll it'll you know <laughs> it'll be an interesting one um so we also this week had uh interesting dnc news uh which is not something we could say too often uh but yeah our buddy tom perez presided over the uh vote on the uh reforms proposed by the unity reform commission this week and they passed them um so what they passed so far is budget transparency and super delegates being sort of stripped of their power, basically stripped of their power to vote on the first ballot. Now I'm hearing, and I still can't fucking verify any of this, but I keep hearing different things about the fact that like, Oh, well, we've never had a candidate. We haven't had a candidate go to the second ballot of voting since like the 1960s or, you know, since 30 years ago, it's like all this stuff. And to me, I don't think, that that necessarily is something that we should say, oh, okay, so that means it's not going to get to a second ballot because uh, I, I I wouldn't put it past them to figure out a way around that right. given the fact that they still exist. And it's like, you know, this is nice, but, uh, you know, Ron Placone says all the time, the only acceptable number of superdelegates is zero. Like, to not get rid of yeah. superdelegates altogether is fucking ridiculous. But how would we know what's on the menu without superdelegates to choose for us? <laughs> yeah so uh donna brazil um has to be the dumbest political operator in 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 political history I i'm convinced um i don't know her predecessor was pretty dumb <laughs> yeah but you know what her predecessor is like sleazy she's not as dumb as as donna like donna just does not know when to not fucking say something stupid you know like I'm trying to find her tweet right now, but she she essentially was like, uh, "Oh, I read her. Um, I read her article a little bit ago before this, and I was kind of like, is this fake outrage? <laughs> like it <laughs> sounded fake, kind of. You know, she uh -huh. starts it off with curses. Super delegate is vanquished, <laughs> and the rest of so like the article is just pretty much that tone." <laughs> So she tweeted out, uh, Democrats voted to remove automatic delegates. But she won't even call them superdelegates. She calls them automatic delegates. Uh, Democrats voted to remove automatic delegates uh, from the first round of voting. But we still have seats at the table. We are still uh, in the room and very much capable of setting the menu. Hashtag power rising. What the fuck does that even... What is that hashtag... Uh, hashtag power rising you know the most powerful people in the country their power is right like what are you saying like what, it's, the, what in her weird fucked up twisted brain she thinks that regular democratic voters and the super delegate voters are all on the same team together and it's like well we don't we don't think we'll be able to get a good candidate without those people to help guide us and rig the election for us right so she you know in her in her brain she thinks that like that uh, we're all in this together, uh, the voters who are being fucked over by the party that doesn't believe in democracy. Well, but you know what this also is? It's a bit of an identity politics dog whistle because 
a lot of the arguments from uh, the contingent of the DNC that was against getting rid of superdelegates is that, oh, this is just the white Bernie bros, you know, trying to get rid of, oh, uh, try, trying, to, trying to silence, you know, uh, 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 persons of color who've gotten a seat at oh, the table, yeah, which yes. is fucking ridiculous. Like, what? Bernie, Bernie's definitely trying to silence honorary women of color like Howard Dean. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but but I saw a lot of it, like even one of the people that stood up in opposite because I watched part of the vote and one of the people who stood up to dissent had that kind of saying about how they earn their seat at the table and it's like it, voters earn their fucking seat at the table you didn't earn your seat that you created this bullshit Machiavellian system mm-hmm. because you're pissed that an actual progressive candidate won the fucking uh, nomination in in sixty eight and lost to. Uh, Nixon, and it's like you created the system so you could cheat the fucking base of your party. You created the system because you don't like democracy. You don't like it enough to actually let people participate. It don't act like you fucking fought for a seat at the table. A seat at the table is giving the actual party uh, and giving independents who lean uh, towards your party but otherwise don't participate because you disincentivize them is giving them the right to fucking vote in the primaries, not this bullshit system that you created. So it's it's so disingenuous, you know? Um, but it's really funny she would tweet that out in the open. Uh, right now, by the way, her tweet is sitting at uh, 210 likes, uh, 1.4 thousand uh, <laughs> responses. So she's getting <laughs> ratioed to hell on this tweet. <laughs> That is Rightfully something of a so. ratio. <sighs> speaking of, uh, speaking of uh, Twitter uh statistics i did want to mention that my tweet that got 1.7 million impressions last week uh was a a takedown of lana del rey for a planned concert in israel uh in uh violation of the bds movement trying to uh, shine a light on civil rights abuse there uh genocide you could call it uh and i predicted last week on the show that lana would cave and not play the show and today she did. So I'd like to think I'd like to thank my 1.7 million impressions <laughs> that made that possible. Um, yeah. No, no, I, it, I'm certain it did nothing. But uh, still I'm sure her PR people are like, "This is just not a good idea." I don't think she probably. Well, you know, whatever. I'll give her credit for doing it. Um, just don't be fucking stupid and agree to play a concert in well, Israel you know, her, in the future. Her PR people certainly read the hashtags and you know even when i spelled her name wrong it still showed up as trending when you typed her name in right and uh i didn't see i didn't see any other tweets about it that day that got as many rts and everything as anyone else but still you know it's it's it a lot of people didn't know about it you know a lot of her fans didn't know anything about it and uh so they got to they got to i got to learn a little bit about the problem yeah, I still think she's a fucking airhead. I don't think she really educated herself about the situation. She was like, oh. hey, this is bad. And, and her, her answer was a cop-out. She said, well, I don't have time to also visit Palestine, so it wouldn't be fair. <laughs> and I was just like, you yeah. fucker. Israel probably wouldn't about. fucking let you go into pa- into Gaza. What do you, like, that's ridiculous. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully everyone's going to quit this meteor festival they're doing there, uh, and, like, the only artist left will be uh, Teresa May up on stage doing a little crazy fucking dance thing. <laughs> Oh my god! They're doing a they're doing a music festival. Is that what? Oh, is that is that what she was playing? I'm sure fucking Tom yes. York will yeah. gladly cross a picket line to go fucking play well, there again. They've had a um. I mean, this is this is a big. The reason this is such a big deal, not just because of BDS, but this is like a big. 
government-sponsored propaganda show to go mm -hmm. look, look at all yeah. the artists that still respect us, you know. So that's why it's it's very important. And they've gotten a bunch more artists that had originally signed up to to say no, we're not going to go now. Uh, um, I think there's at least two dozen that were originally booked who have now quit, uh, who aren't going to go. So it's it is having a positive effect. I'm sure it sucks for people in Israel that really want to see those artists, but um, it also sucks when you are, uh, you know, don't have the same rights <laughs> in that country because you're Palestinian. You know, it probably sucks more for the people who are in Gaza who literally are not allowed to leave and come see the concert because oh you're God. keeping I, them in a fucking apartheid state. So the Gaza Strip is really small. It's the size of like Manhattan, right? It's at its yeah. widest. It's only maybe six miles wide, right? Zoom in on it sometime and see what it looks like from the air and see what it looks like immediately outside that racist border wall, the apartheid wall. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when they always tell us that uh, Hamas is always firing rockets in Israel, <laughs> there's, it's nothing, every, all the land around the Gaza Strip is farm fields. There's no Israelis that live anywhere close that could get hit by a rocket. There's a couple of houses. And then you look at the Gaza no, Strip. Just the ones that like, live in the illegal settlements that they build to steal more yeah, of their land. The Gaza Strip is just wall to wall, nothing but houses in a few fields. I don't know how 1.2 million people can grow enough food to feed themselves on this tiny little ghetto that they live on. Get, <laughs> check it out sometime. Go on Google Maps and just zoom in on the Gaza Strip. Yeah. And it'll just the image of it is so stark. It, it looks like a fucking prison. You look like it looks like you're looking down on a giant prison of a million people well, well it is so i mean that's that's appropriate um yeah so uh before we get out of here i want to talk about the uh primaries from tuesday last tuesday uh there were a couple of primaries uh of note uh progressives didn't have a huge day outside of one really big win so like a lot of uh rev and justice democrat candidates uh didn't fare great but the one candidate who shocked everybody was Andrew Gillum out in Florida, who's running for governor of Florida. And he won the, the Democratic <laughs> primary there uh, and beat out uh, a couple of establishment candidates who were running with a ton more money than he was, of course. Um, so, of course, everyone was bugging out about that. And Donut Twitter <laughs> had a meltdown. Oh he was the only millionaire. Who, he, was the only, or no, he was the only person running who wasn't a millionaire. Yeah. That tells you what our <laughs> politics are like. Well, and then the funniest thing is that, like, everyone, you know, Donut Twitter had a meltdown because Bernie oh had done a lot of campaigning for him and gone out and did rallies with him and really got out the vote for him and helped him out. And everyone's like, well, he was a Hillary delegate. He was a Hillary delegate. And Bernie didn't do anything. Bernie was just riding his coattails. Blah, blah, blah. Like, they just couldn't fucking handle the fact that this guy. Yeah, he was probably a Hillary delegate. But if you look at his platform, it's about a thousand miles to the left of Hillary. It's yes. a lot more in line with what Bernie Sanders was advocating for and still advocating for. The one and, tweet, you know, the one tweet like yeah. that sticked out to me was Andrew Gillum is not Bernie Sanders. Andrew Gillum is not Bernie Sanders. Like oh, yeah. Just repeating, repeating. And I'm like, he has the people's platform, though, which is the same thing. Like, just. Get the fuck over it, you know. They just can't fucking handle yeah. it. They can't because you know what it is. They can't criticize him for for being like a Brent Welder candidate. They're not like, oh, well, Bernie endorsed another, you know, white man trying to to beat out a person of color for the seat because he's a black guy. They can't use that smear against him, so they have to pretend like Bernie had nothing to do with his victory. That's like the that's the the yeah. correct the record playbook one hundred and one. 
Did you guys see the tweet of somebody saying that um, because Gillum was so far behind in the polls and then won that it was clear signs of Russian election meddling? <laughs> I I, I didn't see that, but it doesn't surprise me because they they will literally say that any time progressive wins. Yeah, well, they're going to be saying that a lot more because I got got news for you. (laughs) So we talked about, you know, how how shitty the Democrats are, how they were in that response to that. But uh, there's one very notable uh, response from the Republican who won his (laughs) primary uh in florida the guy who he's gonna be running against uh, ron desantis uh he went on tv shortly after gillum's win and uh said something he probably wishes he could take back now so i'm gonna play that and we'll talk about it he is an articulate spokesman for those far left views and he's a charismatic candidate the last thing we need to do is to monkey this up by trying to embrace a socialist agenda with huge tax increases and bankrupting the state Yep, he is an he he is an articulate spokesman, and you know the last thing we need to do is monkey this up with. I mean, he fucking hit that word like you know. <laughs> yeah, other people have said this, but monkey it up is not an expression. It, no. it, remi- it, it reminded me of Bob Maybe Odenkirk. <laughs> yeah, it like it reminded me of uh, Bob Odenkirk on Mr. Show saying, uh, "Stop horsing off," <laughs> where it's like that's not an expression. Like you just mix two things together. Yeah, no, not mess this up, not fuck this up, not screw this up. You don't say don't monkey this up unless you're trying to send a message to the voters of Florida, to the racist voters of... Wink, um, wink, when I say, don't worry, yeah. I'm a total racist, just <laughs> I'm like one of you, you guys, don't worry, it's cool, vote for me, I'm gonna make yeah. sure we don't get this uppity black in office, like, that's what... That's what that was. That's I'm exactly. I'm not going to run George was. Zimmerman as my vice governor, <laughs> lieutenant governor. <laughs> lieutenant governor, yeah. I would if I could get away with it. That's what he's trying I mean, to say. This is who they fucking are. That was barely a dog whistle. I mean, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, well, Trump is this." Blah, blah. First of all, this is the Republican Party that's been fostering this since the fucking eighty or since the sixties. Excuse me, with the Southern strategy, and you know, now we're seeing the end result of that strategy is you're getting a bunch of fucking maniacs like him, like people who are in Congress already, like Steve King, like Louis Gohmert, like all these fucking, you know, barely functioning racist, you know, caricatures of fucking congressmen. And, you know, this is why it makes me nuts that people try to say that Trump is this, you know, unique evil or this unique, like, oh, well, uh, racism is, is on the rise since Trump took office. And yeah, sure it is because he's in the top seat, but don't act like he's the only fucking... Co- like, yeah. th- th- this has been happening with the Republican Party for f- going on like 60 years. It. Like, it's yeah. been there. It's just- yeah. yeah. Well, I remember when uh, Trump first got elected and Antifa people were putting wheat, pay po- wheat paste posters all over the country saying, you know, make racists afraid again. And I, at first I was kind of like, well they already are afraid like fear is what drives the racism right and i didn't i didn't really get the i was like i don't know if that's a good slogan and then i kind of saw like how much they really did come out of the woodwork and it's like no it's the only thing make them afraid to identify themselves again is really yeah yeah and then you have richard spencer saying well we're afraid to show up and have our nazi rallies now it's like well good because you got punched in the fucking head enough times maybe you learned a fucking lesson to not to not show your face and doing the nazi salutes anymore comrade it's so unpolite though to punch them in the face can we just have a reasoned debate with them or you know better yet let's not show up at all just let them show up and have their rally unopposed because it's bad when we show up to protest that 
it's you know if you punch a Nazi in the head enough times, they get a brain tumor, so it all works out in the end. Oh god. Oh shit. All right. Um yeah, so that uh, basically does it for us this week. Uh, I think we have some more important primaries coming up Tuesday. Uh, I'm not sure which state, but uh seems Ash, like every, every... I do not. Tuesday Usually primary. I do, but... I, you're always the one that like announces stuff when I, I think Massachusetts like, on the day that I didn't know about. So I always... Yeah, I usually try to. I'm like, hey, like this state, you got to go vote today and vote for this person. <laughs> Well, and you know, it's there's so much. I don't remember a time when I followed so many other races nationwide, and it's like now that Bernie has woken up so many people, and they're like, it's like every and you know, credit credit goes to TYT for um, you know elevating a lot of candidates that wouldn't have otherwise. I still think their election Mm -hmm. coverage is still top notch, as much as I knock them for some of their other stuff. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's pretty much the only thing I watch from them anymore is their election (laughs) night coverage because they're they're not worried about you know not cursing or not you know saying or getting too far off the message of the russia stuff they're just kind of like bullshitting and watching results come in and i think you get a lot more of like who the real kind of you know people are but um yeah yeah there's so many districts in like every state so yeah it is definitely hard to keep up i wish there was a database or something so well the you know it's just having our revolution and justice democrats has done so much for so many candidates that never would have had a fucking chance you know Mm -hmm. and at first it looked like a lot of them still weren't and now it's like okay now here's one big upset victory oh here's another one oh here's another one like that that's that's what a movement looks like um so it you know uh i think it's good overall this week uh, on Tuesday, uh, Massachusetts has their primaries, and the only one I know of that's significant is uh, Bill Sombrello is running against oh, William yeah. Keating. Uh, I just saw our revolution um, endorsed him too, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Bill. Bill. <laughs> I like uh, that dude a lot. He's a good candidate. Yeah. I built his website for him. Uh, he's 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 Sweet. a good candidate. Is that the whale um, guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh, oh, whoops, whoops. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you off the air. But okay. <laughs> yes. Hey, who doesn't like a whale? I like whales. I like whales. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so no, he's running out there. Hopefully he wins. Um, Delaware has one on Thursday. A lot of these states are doing this weird shit where they, they keep trying to screw around with the dates. And then the week after, uh, on the 11th, you have New Hampshire. On the 12th, which is Wednesday, you have Rhode Island. And then Thursday, you have New York. Uh, where there's a lot of big progressive, uh, ca- you know, upstarts challenging incumbents, so that's really one to watch out for. And mm, uh, I'll be drinking. I'll be drinking. Yeah, me too. Uh, so yeah, uh, that about does it for us this week. Uh, if you like what you hear, you know, check it out on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe, share it out on SoundCloud. Move left, idiot. Uh, no, that's not it. SoundCloud.com/slash/move/left. Um, we have a merch store on Teespring if you want to help out the show with our hosting costs. Yes. Teespring. I actually bought one of the shirts. She did. Yeah, if she you, did. If you want to see our biggest fan, our awesome. biggest fan Ashley wearing a Move Left t-shirt, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash or forward slash, whichever it is, Move Left Idiots. And the pin post is our number one fan with dimples and uh, wearing Ooh. our shirt. <laughs> and the uh the link to that is teespring.com slash move left uh i also bought one by the way it's a, it was a little small for me at the time but i think i'm I, I haven't tried it on i'm sure i'd fit into it now 
Yeah, um, yeah. You're, you're gonna be Ash's size soon. You've been hitting the gym. <laughs> what color yeah. did you get? Uh, the charcoal kind of gray one. Okay. Yeah, no, it's cool looking. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, check us out on uh, Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/MoveLeftIdiots. I'm uh, uh, on Twitter at move underscore left. I am on Twitter as well at chaos riot nineteen ninety nine. And I'm on Twitter as well at Ashley B C one thirty seven. And we will uh, catch you next week.